Hello, this is Isaac Haney Owens, your host of the Kelsey's Leaders for Inclusive Community podcast. As a part of Affordable Housing Month, I'm interviewing individuals about housing developments, policies, and funding that can help advance disability forward housing solutions and learn more about their own work within the affordable housing field. The first thing we need to do is help people get into housing. And then once they have that stability, they can, you know, work on achieving their other hopes and dreams. Today, I'm interviewing Amy Klein, Senior Program Director at the Weinberg Foundation. Let's get started. Thanks for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk with you. To begin, can you tell me about where you work and your role there? Sure. It's nice to meet you, Isaac. Thanks for having me join today. I'm Amy Klein. I work for the Harry and Jeanette Weinberg Foundation. We are based in Baltimore, Maryland, with a second office in Honolulu, Hawaii. I am a senior program director, and I lead the foundation's work in housing. I also manage our place-based grant making in Chicago. The foundation uh, provides funding to organizations, nonprofit organizations in six U.S. communities and in Israel. So those six communities are Maryland, Northeast Pennsylvania, New York City, Chicago, the Bay Area, and Honolulu, Hawaii, the state of Hawaii. How long have you been working at that organization? I will be celebrating my 13th year with the Weinberg Foundation, and it is it has been a privilege to work here. I have been involved since I began with housing and homelessness um, and other programs to address people's basic needs. The foundation has evolved quite a lot in the time I've been here, and it's been a, just a wonderful job. What's one exciting or interesting thing you're working on right now in housing? Well, there's a lot happening in housing right now. It's actually a really exciting time. Um, The COVID-19 pandemic really, I think, helped people understand the importance of housing, safe, stable housing. And so there is a lot of interest in connecting people to housing and, you know, ending homelessness and in prioritizing affordable housing. There's a lot going on. One kind of interesting project we're working on is helping a nonprofit in New York City purchase and renovate a hotel to be used for permanent supportive housing. And this is happening in other communities, including in California, where because of the moment that we're in, the hotel market is kind of depressed. And so hotel owners are willing to sell at reasonable prices. And it's an opportunity to quickly acquire units of supportive housing. So that's something I think is really innovative and exciting. And um, I'm happy for the foundation to be a part of it. Because this will give these people a chance to get their life together. 
a chance they may have not had for a really a chance they may not had in their life or or have had for a really long time. And they finally get to be like be like me and you with act with housing and a place to live and a life that they can call their own. Right. That's what's so exciting about working in housing. Um, you know, especially for people who are experiencing homelessness and we know that what they really need first is a stable house. Um, and you know, that's the concept of housing first that we, the first thing we need to do is help people get into housing. And then once they have that stability, they can, you know, work on achieving their other hopes and dreams. Because the services that they're that they can receive won't really do any good if they don't have a, a permanent house. Right. It's a lot harder, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and many people may still need services and supports once they're in housing, which is the whole idea of the permanent supportive housing. So, you know, it is important to make sure that people still have the services needed, that a house alone may not be enough. Now, I'd like to talk a little about funding. Affordable housing costs a lot of money. Where does the money come from to pay for new housing? It does cost a lot of money <laughs> and it takes a lot of time to, um, you know, make a deal work for affordable housing. So most of the money comes from the government, as I think, you know, um, low income housing tax credits uh, play a big role and are usually essential to pay for most of the cost of uh, affordable housing. Um, and then different states have programs that provide additional funding. It could be the home program. It could be the affordable housing trust fund. Um, states or cities or counties may have resources they can provide. And then um, there is often a gap that can be covered by philanthropy foundations like ours. How does the foundation work with that funding? That's a great question. We actually partner very closely with the state government, especially in Maryland, where we are based. And so we know them quite well. Um, and we actually have a really innovative program with our state housing uh, Department of Housing and Community Development. It's called the Weinberg Deeply Affordable Apartment Program. And what we do is we provide a grant to a project that has received low-income housing tax credits, and it helps reduce the debt of the project so that the, the, some of the apartment units can be more affordable. So for example, if the project has units that are affordable at 30% of area median income, our grant makes them affordable at 10% of area median income. So people who can only pay $200 or $300 a month can still afford to live in this high quality housing. That's one example. We also partner with them in that we know which projects receive tax credits and we talk to our colleagues at the state when we're considering providing a grant just to um, confirm that they've also reviewed the project and that it's a good project <clears throat> that's going to move forward. So our partnership with state government is really important to us. How do you decide what housing or other projects get funded? Mm -hmm. um, well, first we, as I mentioned, there are certain communities where we focus our grant making. 
So the project needs to be in one of those communities generally. There are some exceptions, which I'll explain. Um, we focus our money on housing for certain populations. So uh, the housing should um, be available to older adults, people with disabilities, people who've experienced homelessness or veterans. Um, so when there's a housing project and it might be you know, 80 units of affordable housing, a certain number of those units need to be dedicated to a, one of those special populations for us to have an interest in funding it. So there are some sort of general criteria that we look at first. And then if it meets all of those criteria, um, we do what we call a due diligence process to assess the, um, you know, the strength of the organization, its experience developing other housing, the services that will be provided, um, you know, does it have enough other funding sources for the project to be successful? So those are the kinds of things we consider when deciding whether or not to support the project. Do you think about inclusion for everyone when making funding decisions? How about the inclusion of people with disabilities? Um, so we do not currently do that. Um, we do ask the, the developer, the organization that's creating the housing, whether they have included the people they're serving in their plans. So, you know, when they develop these housing plans, we would like to know if they've included the voices of people who are going to live in that housing um, to create their plans, because we would like to know that they have considered input from the people who will live there um, when kind of deciding on, on how the housing should look. So why did you decide to go into this field? That's a Big question. Um, I came, so my background is I studied um, in graduate school, I studied public health and social work. And I worked for a while in international women's health. Um, I had been in the Peace Corps and I had worked and traveled internationally. And I came to Baltimore for that job. And while in Baltimore, I became very interested in um, all of the disparities that I witnessed here in, you know, in the city where I was living. And I had this great opportunity to come work for the foundation. Um, and that is actually when I was, I started working on homelessness and housing. Um, and I have become very passionate about it. I think it's a critical issue of our time um, that we have the resources to solve. And I want to be part of that solution. What do you like about your job? I, so many things. <laughs> um, I, I like my colleagues. I work with a lot of very smart, committed people who are also passionate about the work we do. Um, I love being able to work with our grantees to help them advance their mission. Um, I can tell you one of my favorite parts of the job is when I can visit a housing project that we have funded 
and actually see the people who have moved in and made that their home and feel that I played a small part in that. Um, that is never gets old. It is thrilling to me. What advice do you have for people interested in working for a foundation? Uh, well, I think it's important to have some experience in the field, um, either for a nonprofit organization or government or policy um, to, to kind of be on the ground and understand what that side is like. Because um, when you come to a foundation, you are, you're distanced from that. You're no longer doing that direct service work. You're not on the front lines. Um, but I think it's important to be able to relate to the people who are doing the work and for them to know that you have been there um, and, you know, have an understanding of where they're coming from and really be able to have a lens of, of you know, how, it, how does this work serve people who are experiencing the issues that we're trying to solve? And there are, um, I think, believe there are some good internship or fellowship opportunities to be able to get some exposure to foundations. It's not terribly easy to enter the foundation world because the jobs don't turn over very often. Um, but, you know, certainly anyone who really has that interest should go for it. And the final question for my last question, I want to ask you about Home for More. Home for More is our is the Kelsey's tagline at the Kelsey, and it represents that there are many opportunities and ways to advance housing. For you, what would you like to to would you like to make Home for More of? Yeah, I know it's so important. I think we don't those of us who have not experienced not having a home, and I haven't had that experience, um, can take it for granted. Um, and I think people like you, Isaac, and the Kelsey um, are so important to um, you know, be advocates and help people understand the importance of everyone having a home, that it's something everybody deserves. But it takes more organizations just other than the Kelsey to make it happen because one organization can't do it alone. And the more that, that this, the more that do this, the better there will be in getting people homes who don't have homes. Absolutely. Well, it takes partnership as you're learning. Um, it takes a lot of us working together um, and some very dedicated leaders like you have at the Kelsey um, who do not give up. <laughs> you have a very determined leader with Michaela. And, um, you know, you in this work, you have to be very dedicated because it is not easy and it takes a long time, but it is worth it. And then you also have to have a passion for it and want to help other people. Yes, definitely. Why are you interested in this work? I'm interested in it because I see that people with disabilities don't always have access to housing and a high percentage of them live with, live with families. And some of and and I and I want to see housing available to them if they want it, so they have another alternative instead of just staying with family and living their whole life with them. Absolutely, I I agree with you, and I am very fortunate that the Weinberg Foundation um, is able to support 
projects that help to do that. So what is the Weinberg Foundation? Oh, that is, that's the foundation where I work. So that is the, um, the Weinberg Foundation that we're talking about provides money to um, help build new units of housing for people with disabilities, people who've experienced homelessness, older adults. That's good because the funding, if the funding isn't there, then the housing can't get built for these individuals. So it's great to have organizations like these that are bringing the money that the developers need to build the housing for the most vulnerable population. Yes, absolutely. You know, we're lucky that there are organizations doing this work because we don't do the work ourselves. We provide money to support those organizations. So we really rely on them to, you know, pull all the money together and to develop the housing. It is very, very complicated. (laughs) Um, But as I said earlier, it's incredibly rewarding when the buildings are finished and people move in and um, you know that it that it can happen. We just need to make it easier and faster. And it's a joint effort. It, it, it can't happen with just one person, with, with just one entity. It has to take all of them working together to meet the common goal. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it takes a leader and a visionary to have that goal and to bring people on board with the goal, right. As, as is the case with the Kelsey to, um, <clears throat> talk to all the different partners and convince them why they should be involved. Yeah, because we want to bring them together and let them know that them working together will get the uh will get the will meet the common goal quicker than trying to work alone. Because what Michaela said is she said that she would make the she would say that these different people that she talks to were all deciding on what to do about affordable housing on their own and deciding what it should look like and what how they want it, but they weren't coming together and talking about it together collectively to come to some sort of a common goal. They would just talk about it amongst each other. Right, right. And, and Michaela also is bringing the perspective of people with disabilities, as you had said earlier, what, what kind of housing do they want to live in? What would be the nice community for them? And that's what she's trying to develop. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out my other episodes at thekelsey.org slash stories. Have a great day.